0: This podcast is presented to you by the Young Adults Ministry of Faith Chapel San Diego. To find out more, please visit faithchapelsd.com.
1: Well, I'm so glad you guys are joining us online tonight. Man, I hope that you're already being blessed in remarkable ways. God is doing incredible things within this church. I'll tell you right now, there has been story after story about people's lives that have been impacted in remarkable ways, and I trust that your life is being impacted in a remarkable way as well. We want to hear those stories. So if you don't have the Faith Chapel app, go get the Faith Chapel app. Head to the App Store or your Google Play Store. Do that. Grab that bad boy, and there's some spots in there you you, could re- you can report to us what God's been doing. You could also put in prayer requests. All those types of things are on there. So you're really going to need that app. It would be huge. So please do that. Speaking of that, I also want to really briefly touch on giving. And I want to say thank you guys once again for your faithfulness. Your worship to the Lord in the area of giving goes a long way. So I applaud you and I'm thankful to you for your worship in the area of giving. You can do it a few different ways. You can go to faithchapelsd.com and click on the Give here tab that'll take you right where you need to go if you have the app you can click on the give app on the give tab Within the app, that'll also take you where you need to go. Or what you could do is you can go uh, and text to give by texting a dollar amount, so whatever dollar amount that is, and then you can text it to 84321, and that'll take it right where it needs to go. So those are the different ways you can give. And once again, thank you guys so much for your giving. And I'm really excited for tonight. Here's what we're going to do we're going to jump into something a little bit unique tonight, but uh, I'm really excited to have a couple of guests with us If you've been seeing them lead us in worship this whole Evening. So, would you guys do me a favor and just, if you're in the room, would you help welcome up uh, Alfon- Pastor Alfonso, rather, and, and and Brian Smith, our worship leaders. They are incredible. Why don't you guys have a seat and uh, we're just gonna jump into some conversation uh, about about the Lord and about being a worship leader and you know. And I'm really excited, you guys. Thank you for being here. Thanks for you know. I know you guys are busy and especially in the midst of where where things have been recently with this COVID-19 crisis. There's been a lot of different things going on, and everyone's pulling double duty, triple duty. You know, Pastor Alfonso, you not only lead worship for Faith Chapel, but also Lugar de Encuentro, as well as leading all over uh, the nation. You do a lot of incredible stuff. And and Brian, if you don't know Brian, he not only um, is remarkable up here leading us in worship, but he does a lot behind the scenes, both with sound and all of our media department and, you know, a lot of the construction and different things that are happening all over the campus. Those are all things that Brian does, And, and on top of that, he's an incredible creative guy. So you guys are just amazing. You're just truly amazing. And so I'm really glad that you're here tonight. Thanks for, thanks for showing up. Thanks for for being the real
2: deal. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me every Wednesday. You're,
1: you're welcome. (laughs) It literally doesn't happen without you here. You know, I've tried. (laughs) If if there's any, if there's ever an issue, it's because Brian's not there. Let me just say that. So, but but listen, I want to jump into these questions and I'm really excited. You guys both lead, you both lead worship and, and it I'm always fascinated by worship leaders because worship leaders they get to do something that is incredibly holy, reverent, and it's it's unique. Like most of what's designed in worship is your own personal private relationship with the Lord and it's not always in music, which we're talking about on our Wednesday nights during our true spiritual worship series. It's, it's our giving, it's our offering, it's serving, it's a myriad of different things. But you guys get to lead people into the presence of the Lord on a weekly basis using music, whether it's your singing or your guitar skills or whatever it is, and you're leading people into a place that you yourself are going. Like You're, you're, you're going into the presence of the Lord, not just singing songs. So some of my questions that I have for you guys, and maybe you know, Pastor Alfonso, maybe I'll start with you first. Um, how, how do you be in the spotlight, like literally in center stage, in the spotlight, where you know people are seeing you, but you don't let it get to your head. You don't let it become about you. You like choose to disappear so that other people can see Jesus. Like what's that like, being in that position?
0: Um, well, First of all, thank you for, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I think um, it's something that every worship leader uh, or anybody that is on the stage will struggle with. Continually, um, Because at the end of the day, we're humans. You hear applauses and sometimes it's, it, it's sad, but you would think they are for you. And I think the enemy will always use that to confuse you, to distract you. But I think it's important for us to maintain a deep, intimate relationship with Christ. So you're always grounded and you always know that the glory belongs to him. And our only job up here is really to lead them in worship, is not to outshine anybody. It's not to even show our talents, but it's for us to disappear completely so they can see Jesus through everything that's happening on this stage. I think many times um, it's, it's easy for us to be in the spotlight obviously because literally we are in this Bible, like you said, but I think those are the moments that the Holy Spirit is the one that is working, and that you realize that you just want to create an atmosphere where people can just focus on Him. And you completely disappear. And I think it's happened many times where we're just singing and, and there's just uh, a spirit that's just kind of moving in this room, like what just happened right now, where it doesn't matter who's singing, who's even leading, or what we're even singing, but you just your focus becomes Christ. And I think the challenge for every worship leader, um, or anybody that takes the stage, even a preacher or speaker, um, is that you always are completely grounded in your relationship with Christ, because you will, if, if, if the Holy Spirit is talking to you, and you're listening, you'll have those moments where you'll feel tugging, it's like, hey, you're getting distracted, get, you know, get back on it, and, and I think it's completely okay with that, because this ministry, and Brian can testify, it's a balance between natural talent, and your, and your relationship with Christ, um, because we're not entertainers, you know, you can go into the secular world and be entertained. You can go and pay good money for amazing concerts. We don't, we don't come on a Sunday morning, or even now digitally on Sunday mornings, um, to entertain anybody. We want them to encounter Jesus. Um, and it's not about our talent. It's about engaging them in the presence of God. So I think that challenge is for everybody every single week, every single day. I don't think you can ever... I can't even sit here and say, like, I've conquered it. There's... There's days we have bad days and, and you're a little more carnal. You haven't prayed enough and you get distracted. And, But I think that's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit that it will always remind you, hey, it's about me, not about you.
1: You know, you touched on something a moment ago where you said you're not entertainers. I think what, what entertains God and what entertains man are two different things. Mm. And we get entertained and I listen, I love the production. I, I love the lights and I love the, the video and I love the all the stuff that we do. And it, it is entertaining, and it does create an enhancement. But I've all, I've often thought about God in his kingdom where he lives, where there's six winged creatures flying around and colors we don't even know about. I mean, this probably looks pretty sad compared to how that visually looks. Right. But what's entertaining to God, but I believe he loves, is our heart. And it's that, what, like you just sang it a moment ago, and I don't even know if that was a scripted song to go into, you know, like, but you, you talked about him just give, giving all our heart to him, and I think that's what he looks for. The rest of it, he's like, ah, it's cool, whatever. But when he sees our heart, like that's, the, that's what really entertains him. And so that it's great. staying focused on God, I want to entertain you, not entertain them. And and I understand that. I think that's really cool. You touched on that.
0: And and I think there's the beautiful thing about all these things, that they're resources. Yeah. Because we're human, and we are visual. And there's different things that grab our attention and sometimes you come into a room like this or you're watching the live stream in this case and you've had a rough day and your mind is just all over the place and these are all these things the lights and everything are here to almost kind of grab your attention Mm -hmm. and then refocus it on christ and um and that's why we do all this stuff it's not because it's just pretty and cool it's because we we want to set an atmosphere we want to grab your attention so now your attention can be fully on christ
1: that's really good. Brian, what do you think? What's your thoughts on that topic?
2: Yeah, like Alfonso said, I think having the right heart, and, and I think it's hard sometimes um, coming in from having mm-hmm. a frustrating day or being busy with life. Um, but this is kind of what we're doing is how we're doing it digital. is kind of a testament to yeah. us as worship leaders, I think, or as worshipers. Um, is, it doesn't matter who's in the room we're still going to usher in the presence of God. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's always a fear for me being behind the scenes and, and doing the live stream stuff and, and producing that if that button gets pressed, we might just be up here worshiping to ourselves <laughs> because something happens with the internet. We yeah. don't know. So I think that's yeah. kind of a way um, these past couple weeks that I've been kind of telling myself, like, it doesn't matter who's in the room. I mean, we love the few people that are in here. Yeah, well, we want them to have a worship experience, but... I think we need to dig down deep inside, and I think this is a good time for us, this quarantine, the stay-at-home stuff, that, hey, if you're sitting on your couch at home and and you're like, hey, I'm just going to watch worship and kick back and hang out, or are you that person that actually gets on their knees and surrenders to God in worship and saying, God, yes, you can have it all. I don't care. I'm here by myself. I don't need to show anybody else that I'm here to yeah. uh, to, to be almighty. It's kind of like... Uh, like in the bible like the the guys that would give tons of money and 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 say, "Hey God, I did this and, and or jesus, I did this or are or, or trying to boast and talk about their 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 uh, their winnings, I guess you would say uh their their accomplishments how spiritual they were. yeah, how spiritual they were, but then you got the lady that has no money, and all she could give is yeah. a, a bottle of oil right and, and she doesn 't toot her horn so I think in right. in the day and age that we 're in right now, I think that 's really special that us as worship leaders, even as pastors can come in and preach to a camera, not knowing 100% that that thing's on, you know, without me yelling at you, hey, it didn't work. Let's take two or whatever. But I think it's really a testament to us. But I think it should be a testament to those on the other side, looking through that lens, like, maybe I need to check myself. Maybe I need to turn turn me down a little bit and, and focus on God.
1: Yeah, it's easy to get lost in that, especially because there is some very, there's some incredible things that really are captivating and really are entertaining and really are enjoyable, but it's keeping the main thing the main thing. I've had some wonderful, like I'm talking incredible encounters with God in big places with lots of people, but those have never replaced the unique encounters that I've had with God by myself in my bedroom. And not that one is right and one is wrong. They're both beautiful. Absolutely. So this isn't to replace one or the other, but that the the point is always have an engaging heart to worship King Jesus no matter where you're at. If all this went away tomorrow, or if they said, you know what, no such no such thing as essential workers anymore, everybody needs to stay home, no one's going anywhere, things took a turn from the worst, maybe we didn't realize it was gonna happen. What happens to your worship life? You know what I'm saying? What happens to your prayer life? What happens to your you know, study and your relationship with God? It shouldn't, it shouldn't affect it in any way. It should still thrive. And I know that you guys model that. And I want to do that too, which actually leads me to my second question for you. Maybe, Brian, you can kick us off on this one. It's, it's how else do you worship God apart from music? I think music is one of the most powerful vehicles that we have to facilitate worship. But it's not the only one. there's other ways you worship god what are some other ways that you worship god
2: well not to sound like cheesy or like hey we're churchy or whatever but honestly giving um it could be monetary it could be going to someone's house that you have a talent that you can go put up a ceiling fan or something i I think that's true worship to me like hey you know what i'm gonna go take my talents Mm. which is kind of money monetary you know what i'm saying and i'm gonna give that to this person that might not know how to do it or might be, I mean, paying way too much. Or you know what I'm saying? Like little old Sally down the street that doesn't have any family, but yet you go over there and you take care of her. I think that's a, a sign of worship that, that I have. Like I, there's, a, there's a lady that um, that lives over in, uh, by, the, by the beach in Coronado and her husband passed away. And long story short, was she called me up one day and she just wanted her Christmas lights hung. She just wants someone to hang her Christmas lights. Her husband used to do it when he was alive. And, 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 you know, we make it a thing. It's Miss Prudy. We love her to death. We'll load the car up with the family. We'll go down there and we'll put up her Christmas lights. And, and I think, I, I think when, you, when you take me out of it and, and you focus on Christ and what he would do, I know there's that cliche, what would Jesus do? I, I, I love that. As, as corny as it sounds sometimes and, and as big of a fad as it was some, uh, at one point, I think that's a great standard to live by. What would Jesus do? What type of worship would Jesus do? What, what would he do? Well, he worshiped in every way. I mean, in, in his giving his time, in, in, in giving his talents. And so that's kind of like where I'm at. Like for me, when I give my talents, I feel like that's a true sign of, of worship for me to Jesus.
1: Yeah, it's that servant heart. It's that whatever needs to get done, I'm not above it that's really big. I know I could relate to you in many ways. Like some for me to be up here honestly doing this like th- this is easy for me. Like I enjoy this. I thrive in this and and, and it's not a problem. But for me to to go and do stuff that you're better at like manual labor like ask anybody i can't build you nothing right I actually built seen, these tables i, seen the back I had your, some help i saw the
2: back of your tv at your house <laughs> bro. look like a honeycomb
1: i don't have any, any great like talent you know but when i when i do try to do those things and i try to put effort into it like we got a new alarm system at our house and i was hanging it you know it took a while i have to show you you'll be impressed okay but i mean after it was all done like literally i was literally thinking I want this to look good, like I want the cord to be straight and I want it to be centered and I wanted to take time and effort to do something that I'm not very good at because I'm like, hey, if I'm really going to do all things as unto the Lord, like this should be how it is. This was an act of worship for me, like that was probably my greater act of worship this week than this worship set, you know what i 'm saying because I do this every day, and I love music, and I think that that 's awesome, but that really means a lot to me because that is my greater sacrifice it 's my greater offering to God than than just the song well,
2: yeah and it 's and it's, and it's giving to somebody like in my case i mean everybody 's oh, cases yeah. are going to be different it 's giving to someone that just doesn 't have it at that time you know yeah. she 's She's, you know, 80 years old and trying to climb up. I'm not going to have that. Yeah, I'm up on the roof <laughs> hanging over upside down. And, yeah. and she's like, no. And I'm like, Well, this is fun. I love it. But, but when it's all done, she she absolutely loves it. She loves it on her kids.
0: And it's and, it, and it's worship, man. It's that's, worship. It's, that's just how I do it.
1: That's super good. Poncho, what about you?
0: No, I, I think um, if we ask the question, well, what, what is worship? It's definitely not a genre of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... When, when we talk about well, what is worship, worship is acknowledging that He is greater. you know, And um, it might be through our acts of kindness through other people, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's always doing it to bring Him glory. Mm-hmm. So I think what, whatever we do that will bring His name glory will always be an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's easy to get confused and always just connect worship with music or an experience. But I think true worship, um, the Bible says that um, he, he longs for us to worship in spirit and in truth, which I think no, with knowledge, with wisdom, that everything that we do every single day, every single moment, and throughout our day, when we say hi to our coworkers, or you know, that we're always giving Him glory by our testimony, by the way we speak, by the way we carry ourselves. And I think that's how we worship Him throughout our entire day, not just on the Sunday morning. And it might be like an act of, of kindness and service because what Brian just did, he, he, she saw Jesus through His actions. Exactly. She saw kindness through what he did. And I think whenever we put ourselves in that position and we do something that will bring his name glory, it's an act of worship. Yeah.
1: And I love that you guys both model this really well. You, you, I mean, you as the facilities director over Faye Chapel, you're constantly getting pulled left, right, any which way to do everything because you're really gifted at it. And I could toot your horn, like, even showing up on Sunday, wanting to come and help. And you're like, what time does this start at? I said, it starts at 1. You got there at, like, 7.30. <laughs> I was like, man, gold star. I could have slept we to get there, longer. like, five hours early. <laughs> it's hilarious. But that says a lot. It's not like... Oh well, I'm the worship leader. Like this is how I worship. It's on stage in front of everybody. That's not how I do it. I, I learned a lesson a long time ago. My uncle, who was my mentor, you met him in Arizona, and he told a really wonderful story. They were in a, another country. I think there was somewhere in South America. and They were setting up some chairs for a uh, for an outdoor event, and uh, there was a bunch of chairs. And so he actually saw this guy walking by, and he said, "Hey, like, will you give us a hand real quick? We're just setting up these chairs. Help us out." And this guy looked back at him, and he said, "I'm a pastor." and then walked away, all pious, my uncle went crazy, man. He was about to be like, hold me back. Like, I'm going to fuck this guy. Okay. And some of the guys he was discipling was with him. And he's like, if you ever turn out like that, man, like, I'll be, I'm going to come after you. And it was just this thought, like, who's to say that you're above it? Like, you're not above it. Like, you're definitely not above it. Well, you're a worship leader or a pastor. I see Pastor Brian out there at Meet the Need with the mask on, handing out stuff. I see Pastor Gabe in there with the vacuum, you know, cleaning and just, just doing everything. It's not above it. It's worship to the Lord. And we're going to model it that way. And you guys do great job at that Thank too you.
2: for the record well and and like you just said it, it's it's what people don't see that's yeah. that's that's what's special for i know for me and i'm sure for alfonso it's people don't see it but they recognize it like people like you, you i mean you, you're just in the background sometimes when we're out here doing things and, and and but yet you recognize it so it's not like we're going and doing it like hey we'll pastor brian yeah hey pastor brian come over hey, here quick, look what take I'm take a doing. picture of me yeah, real yeah, quick yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. something spiritual yeah no and, and that's that's definitely not our hearts and um And just to be kind of like a a regular guy, um, you know, just to come and be able to to lead worship, it's different. You know, I show up on any given day with with ripped up pants and and pain everywhere and my hair is a mess. But then I get to come here and, and truly just strip down and be like... This is what I truly love to do, and, and that's worship. And, and it's, it could be just sitting in the back playing a guitar. It could be sitting up, standing up front playing a guitar. It could be playing guitar from anywhere. I, I just love it. I just love, absolutely love the whole aspect of the music awesome. side of worship.
1: That's so good. Listen, uh, Pastor Alfonso, why don't you touch on this one? How, how has your worship lifestyle brought you through difficulties? And I know that you're currently you 're even going through current difficulties and now, and i 'm sure has gone through a lot of things in the past as well. but how has being a worship leader and really practicing what you preach, hiding yourself in God, running to him where he 's your your refuge, your sanctuary, the one where you draw your strength from, like do you ever go through moments where you feel like, man, I really got to like practice this now like it 's easy to maybe be up here and sing it, but now that my world kind of came crashing down a little bit. How am I going to, what am I going to do, God? Do you ever strengthen yourself in the Lord with that worship?
0: Or what yeah. does that look like for you? Well, I think um, the challenge of, of being a, I guess you could even say public figure, because people are always looking at you. You're always on stage, like you said. You're always on the spotlight. Um, it comes with with a lot of responsibility to the point that I feel like um, God allows us to sometimes be tested and our faith will always be tested, you know, and I think there's sometimes that we have to live what we sing because it's easy to get up here and lead people in worship and be excited and sing these songs that declare, you know, um, healing and, and, and restoration and then you have to live through those songs And 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 I feel like God always gives you an invitation to be like, okay, well, That was easy, now let's walk through this, and let's actually live it. And um, you can't really fake anointing. You know, um, you can't, you can get up on stage and your talent can take you only so far when it comes to leading people in worship. Again, in comparison to the secular world, you go and you're just like in all of these artists that can do, you know, all these things amazing vocally and musically. But when when you're here leading people in worship, people can feel... Like, the weight. Like, he's living what he's singing. He, he knows uh, the God that he's singing about. When he's talking about, you know, when we're singing, you know, our God is greater, our God is stronger. Like, you, like, there's a difference when you see somebody sing that and know, like, okay, he believes what he's singing because he's experienced it. And um, for me, before I become a worship leader to others, I have to learn how to lead myself. And, and I'm still working on that. You know, um, I I can't say that I've completely come to the place where I feel like I'm a a pro-worship leader for myself. Um, Because there's days where, where I need to remind myself, you know, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Like, you have to remind yourself, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice, which is a decision. I will rejoice. You know, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Nobody else is going to strengthen you. You are going to strengthen yourself in the Lord. The Lord is always there, but you're going to make the decision to say, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to quit. And I think these are the moments that you learn how to, you know, lead yourself. And I think in this season that we're like in the corner, quarantine um, you can't come on the Sunday morning anymore and I think there's a lot of people clinging on to like different live streams. people are maybe looking at four, 10 different you know preachings and worship moments online. but the truth is as true believers and, and sons and daughters of God we need to learn how to usher ourselves in worship because if you don't learn how to do that it's gonna be very, very difficult to go through life because the enemy is going to attack your, your faith. You're, you're gonna be full of doubt and fear. And, but when you learn how to usher yourself, when there's nobody there, when there's no live stream, when there's no, you know, your favorite preacher, your favorite worship artist, and you learn to say, God, um, I need your presence, and you know how to get there, um, I think you have like a golden ticket and I think I'm still learning how to do that. I think it's it's practicing every single day, and learning how to get in God's presence and asking the Holy Spirit to guide me, teach me. How do I, how do I learn to hear Your voice? Because it gets drowned with so much chaos, especially right now with so much news and all this, all these voices that we hear every single day and distractions. But learning how to distinguish God's voice and say. God, I, I want to be in your presence. And I feel like as a worship leader, you're always challenged that. And I know Brian can testify as well. Like, I think even the enemy will come and be like, okay, you just sang that song next week I'm on Monday. I'm going to throw this at you and let's see where your, you know, your faith is at, you know? And um, we're challenged every single day. I think like any preacher or pastor, um, the enemy, I think, throws even more challenges our way because we're up here declaring things. And sometimes I think, Not foolishly, but we we don't even know what we're singing. And these are powerful powerful prophetic statements that I think the enemy will be like, okay, well, we're gonna test that.
1: Thanks for being vulnerable and talking about that. I appreciate it because sometimes it's hard to admit and it's hard to see like, man, gosh, like I'm still learning how to figure this out. And I wanna be able to, I wanna be someone who practices what I preach. I wanna be someone who stands up and doesn't just let fluff come out of my mouth, but it's really from the heart. And um, you're right, the enemy wants to try and test us on those words. But man, what better, what better time to be able to say, nah, yeah. this isn't just a song to me. Like, I'm, these are lyrics that somebody else wrote, but I'm adopting them into my spirit. Right. And they're going to sustain me through that.
2: Brian, do you have any comment on those as well? Well, yeah, like any good, for me, like getting through difficult times, any good lyric is, is kind of a, a go-to in my head. And uh, there's a song out right now, and it talks about, um, bringing dry bones to life and, 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 uh, uh, mourning into dancing and those kind of things are really inspiring to me when I'm having a difficult time. Like, um, I have, I have a a wonderful family. I have a wonderful life. Um, God has truly blessed me, um, with friends and, and family, um, but, but there's still difficult struggles. I mean, people know my history, know, know, um, what I've struggled with, and and, and the alcoholism and stuff, and, and and even in those times, I mean, I was still, still singing, singing worship songs because mm-hmm. I feel if you declare something out of your mouth, that it's it's just gonna stick. Uh, there's a pastor um, that I had a long time ago, and and his saying was, "Repetition breeds retention," meaning that the more you do something, the more it's gonna stick with you. So the more time, like like a hit song comes out that I like. It's, it's called Graves in the Gardens. And it's just such a good, like, you know, coming from, from ashes to beauty, from mourning to dancing, all these awesome, like, imagery. just imagery. Yeah, exactly. Imagery is like what you can see and stuff. And, and how it, like, God did take me from ashes and brought me into beauty. He did take me from darkness and brought me into light. Yeah. And, and and just humming those songs and, and those lyric uh just during difficult times is, is crazy. And, and even, even just walking around, I think everybody struggles with something and I don't care who you are. It, it's something, I mean, there's not somebody that walks on this face of the earth that doesn't struggle with something. If it's lying, if it's cheating, if it's pornography, if it's alcoholism, if it's drugs, if it's whatever, somebody struggles with something. But to continue to say something out of your mouth and believe it, I think that repetition breeds retention is a huge, huge thing for me. I just keep speaking it, just keep speaking it, just keep speaking it over my kids, over my family, over my friends, over my pastors, just, you know, cause, cause right now in this time, I know we keep going back to this time, this time, this time, dude, we're in difficult times. It's weird. Like, like no joke, all jokes aside, like I know I'm smiling, but all these masks are freaking me out, bro. Like, it's just, it's weird. Like there's a line outside of a, of a bank with people with masks on. Bro, if that would have happened two months ago, cops would be getting called. Those people would be on the ground, you know what I'm saying, handcuffed. But now it's like status quo. That's what we're supposed to be doing. It's just normal. And, and, and the things that happen around this facility is just insane. Like, like this is difficult times. But I guarantee you if, you, if you just start singing one of your favorite worship songs, if you start singing a hymn, if you start singing something and, and humming it and it's in your spirit, God's going to calm you. It, he's gonna calm you. That storm is gonna calm, and you're gonna feel a hundred times better. So, so the way I get through difficult times is I just sing a song. I, I, I even if it's the same line over and over and over, it, it just it just sits in your spirit very well. I think
1: that's awesome, man. I love it. I love that there is so many. We have, we live in an age where we have such incredible music. You guys are both musicians who are writing music and being creative in that area. I think it's pretty cool that we can utilize a song, something that's catchy, that gets stuck in your mind, that's entertaining, that's great, but it also is just jam-packed with faith and scripture and vitality, and you're able to to pull from that well on a consistent basis. I've had songs that have ministered to me like that. You know, I lost, <clears throat> excuse me, I lost my mom not too long ago, and I remember coming into worship the next day. She died on a Saturday, and I came into worship on a Sunday morning. And there was just a song that was playing, and and that song just became like my new anthem for for just going through difficult moments. And I just remember like lifting my hands in worship and just feeling the freedom, like, God, I'm in the middle, middle of a storm but you're still good and you're still great. And now that just becomes like my anthem song. And I don't know if the people who wrote that song, I'm sure it was, but when they wrote that, I don't know if they were thinking, hey, someone's really going to be going through like a super difficult time and maybe this will become like an anthem for their life. But that became my reality. And so I love that we have such a great... Uh, variety of incredible music that we can pull as a resource from and be a well to us. Listen, let me ask you guys this last question real quick and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, back to you, Pastor Alfonso. What encouragement can you give to people who are learning to grow in their worship lifestyle with Jesus? So you growing as a worship leader and growing as a worshiper, because not everyone's going to be a worship leader. Like You your guys' job, <laughs> what you get to do, this, this spot is, is very... Unique. Not everybody gets this, but everybody gets to be a worshiper. So, what are some maybe like keys that have been really, really huge for you as a worshiper that maybe you could deposit into somebody who's listening?
0: Well, again, the first thing it's, it's, not, a, it's not music. Worship is not just music or singing, um, it's a posture of a heart. And I think um, it's, it's, it's practicing that every single day. Um, and it, it comes with practice. I think what Brian said was just gold right now, like the repetition of... You, you, the more you do it, the more you understand it, the, more, the deeper you go in, the more you're able to be sensitive um, to His presence. Um, you can be in your car, or you can be in church, wherever you're at, in your living room, if you're watching us right now, or wherever you're at, and your heart becomes so tender to His presence, and that only happens with consistency. And I, if, if there's one thing that I would I would encourage anyone listening now is be consistent. There you go. That's good. Be consistent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes people think when they come into worship that they, that they think, okay, like, I'm going to spend some time maybe in worship and in prayer, and I, I need an hour in my day, or I need two hours, or I need however long. And I think if people would just take bite sizes of manageable dosages, and not to have to say, hey, I'm going to worship for an enormous amount of time. But they just said, you know what, God, Like, I want to worship you for as long as my heart is in it. I used to beat myself up thinking, oh, I want to worship God. I need to spend time. I need to worship. I, I need to, I need to, I need to. And oftentimes I was kind of done 15 or 20 minutes in, but I felt like I needed to go for an hour. And I felt like my heart really wasn't in it. And again, yeah. you keep coming back. Worship is a posture of the heart. You just hit the nail on the head. It's the posture of the heart. So, so why continue doing something when my heart was disengaged, mm-hmm. but I felt like my flesh needed to continue?
0: And, and I think also, sorry, Pastor, yeah. we have to acknowledge that th- there's a huge difference between a worship experience mm. and a worship encounter. I think the reason why we have so many people coming or used to come on Sunday mornings to those doors and, and they would leave the same way they came in, is because they had an experience, but they didn't have an encounter. Mm. And that has, we have, as worship leaders, we have no power over that.
1: Yeah, the ball's in their court. You gotta. The ball that. is in
0: your court. Right. All we're doing here is, is extending the invitation. Come on, setting the stage for it. But either you choose to have an experience, yeah. or you choose to have an encounter. An encounter will change you. There's no way you're going to have an encounter with the King of Kings, with the God of all creation, and then go back home the same way. But the reason you do that every single day and it's become a routine is because you just choose to have an experience. You choose to come, sit down, clap your hands, follow all the instructions that we give, sing along, don't sing, sing, get up, and you choose to have an experience, not an encounter. And I think this is the perfect season for you to make that decision. Am I going to continue just having experiences of worship, or am I going to decide I want to encounter you every single time? And if you encounter Jesus, you're going to change.
2: Yeah, transforming, for sure. It's kind of like you really like was talking encounter, and I'm going to kind of bring it to San Diego. There's a, there's a place in San Diego called SeaWorld, and they have what they call a shark encounter. That's an exhibit, right? right. What is that? It's you're going through this, and the sharks are all around you. I think when you have an encounter, you feel it all around you. Like it, It's not just an experience that you're watching. That's good. It's something that's all around you. And I, and I think that's amazing. That, that's incredible. And, and to speak to Alfonso, what he was saying about like, like we're here to usher in things. And we're here to usher in the presence of God. But if, if the crowd's not feeling it, yeah. because there's something that's in your heart. Trust me, there's plenty of times, and I'm going to be candid right now. There's plenty of times where I wasn't prepared coming up on on, on on to lead worship. It just wasn't. Their life got busy, you know, uh, kids are driving you crazy, work is busy, uh, uh, mom is now the the, the teacher and, and she's frazzled <laughs> because she's working and she's doing it. you know what I'm saying? Like life is crazy right now. There's times I I, I won't come prepared and, and you can feel it. You can feel it in the whole room, especially when we were meeting together and, and there'd be people in this room more than just the the few of us that are in here now. You could feel that. Gosh, I really wasn't prepared for this, and 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 unfortunately, us as worship leaders, we have to we have to answer that. Like, we have to walk off the stage and be like, "Did we really get this, this stage ready for Pastor Brian or for Pastor Josiah or for you know like?" So it, it's not just coming up here and being able to, to 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 lead a song. There there is a lot weighing on our shoulders. Like right. we are ushering in the presence. That's that's kind of. Hmm. The whole thing is we open up the service, we get the Holy Spirit moving, presence of God is here, we're moving, everything's grooving. If we come in and we're flat, we're not prepared, Like it doesn't matter how prepared the team is around us, we're that leader that's out there, they're looking to us, and if we can't fulfill what they're looking for, then it it starts becoming a domino effect. Now the singers are starting to get affected, now the musicians are getting affected, well, now everything's flat. So we really have a, a, a big responsibility when we come into this. You know, people sometimes don't think of that. They, they just think that, oh, those guys are talented. or oh, those guys know how to play guitar. or oh, those guys know how to sing. It's not all about, like we've been saying, it's not all about talent. It's not all about being a musician. It, it's truly, truly about, like, coming prepared. Your heart has to be prepared. And, and I'll be the first one to tell you, sometimes my heart isn't. And, and I could definitely feel it in the room. I could definitely feel it. And even... even when I'm by myself if I'm not prepared if I'm, my heart isn't focused on Jesus yeah I can feel that
1: if we spend more time preparing our outfit than preparing our heart we're in trouble
2: <laughs> yes sir
1: that's gonna hit me and you look really nice by the way oh thank
2: you <laughs> appreciate
1: that I think we could we can wrap this up with this thought that you just touched on which was really paramount I want to make sure people catch it it's really the job of a worship leader to come in and to take people where you're already going you're leading people into the presence of the Lord. And you're preparing this house for every single person within the room, for the preaching of the word, for the encounter of God, for life transformation to happen. Maybe somebody gets saved, whatever the story is, but you're preparing this house by honoring God, by worshiping him, by keeping your eyes fixed on him. And it does something in this atmosphere. So translating that to to you at home, you can prepare your house through your time of worship. You can take what we're talking about here tonight and you can say, listen, if the kids are acting crazy, if maybe there's friction in your marriage, if there's financial dilemma, you can begin to affect that atmosphere, that reality, by engaging God in the place of worship. Let that be what you do. I want to challenge each and every one of you tonight. In fact, we're going to turn this into a prayer as we close. Let that be a challenge to you. Don't just look at the situation and go, man, what a, what a bummer. God, do something. God might be looking at you saying, no, I want you to do something. Here's what you can do. Get on your face and begin to worship the Lord. Turn on your favorite worship song and begin to engage with God in a place of worship and start lifting up your voice and lifting your hands. and You'll begin to affect your atmosphere within your home. I promise you, it will work like that because the presence of Jesus loves to be where he's honored. He loves to be where He's honored, and that He will affect the atmosphere because of your worship. So I'm going to turn that into a prayer, and we're going to go ahead and and be closed. And Father, I just thank you so much, God, for tonight. Thank you for these incredible men of God, and their, their gifting, their talent, their anointing that is upon their life, and their insight and revelation concerning worship. But I also thank you, God, for the people at home that are going to catch what we talked about and say, you know what? I'm going to add that to my utility belt. I'm going to adopt that into my diet of how I worship the King, on how I visualize God, about how I prepare my heart whatever it might be, God, and I'm asking that people would prepare their own homes in beautiful ways by engaging with you where your presence would come and rest within their home, and it would literally change the atmosphere. Transformation would begin to happen within people's homes, marriages, families, every part of their world, because you're being welcomed and honored in that place. God, give us all the grace to do this in a greater way. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Pastor Alfonso, Brian, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. You're seriously amazing. Seriously, thank you again and again and again. We appreciate it. That's all we have for you guys tonight. Thank you for being with us online. We love you like crazy. We hope you guys are radically blessed. Of course, we're going to be back this Sunday and then next Wednesday night, of course, as well. So we'll see you guys online soon. God bless you. Thank you again for being here.